Hello guys and welcome to the official second episode of the Hey 20 something podcast. I'm your host Amon and today we're gonna get in a juicy juicy little episode and topic. So I'm seeing that online and like now in the world the concept of au pairing is getting more and more common and more famous. Well, today, that's what I'm going to talk to you about. I've been an au pair twice, and I just finished my second experience as an au pair. My first one was very brief. It was three months, and this time around, I did a one-year experience as an au pair, and I'm here just to share with you for whoever wants to do it in the future, who's thinking about doing it, or just for people who are curious to know what the experience is. And I'll give you tips and tricks and just let you know all the pros and cons of this beautiful but yet really weird and exciting experience. Let's get into it. So I did my first au pairing experience. I think it was about two years ago. I was still in high school. I was young. I think I was like 17. I had one more year of high school left. And what I wanted to do is just travel the world. And I had been traveling the world, working as a dancer and a singer around hotels. And I thought, why not do this? I mean, I've always loved kids. And I went to Spain for three months because that's how much time I had before, you know, my school year was about to start. And I went to Spain. Let me tell you this. From that experience, I learned so much what not to do, what to do, especially what to ask in interviews when you get to know the family. Because essentially, for who doesn't know, au pairing is a concept where a girl, a guy, whoever, between 18 and I would say, well, you can do it also starting from 16. I think it was about, yeah, 17, 18. Starting, I would say starting 18 until you're like max, I think, depending on the country where you're going, but I think max like 26, 27. You go live with another family wherever you choose the country and they pay for food and they give you a room to stay in and essentially you take care of the kids like a babysitter would. They're like part of the family and in exchange they give you pocket money and they give you just a lot of really nice like things to live in the in the city. It's like a cultural kind of like experience. I think it's pretty similar to when you go like a year abroad to study or like an exchange year. I would say there are a lot of things that I did wrong the first time. Like I I went in this town that was really small. There was nothing to do. Buses were like every two hours to the city center and it was just you know, you're already far from home and it's just really hard making friends, let alone if you're like far from the city center and where all the other au pairs are. So that was my mistake. I went in a family. You, when you, when you do the interview process, you really need to uh, balance out what you're asking, what they're asking of you eventually in the future if you join their family. There's a lot of things you have to think about, you know, ponder, not just you know, go with the first family, just really follow your instinct, who you click with. Because for me, it was kind of like really excited about the the experience. I just went with the first family and they were great. Don't get me wrong. They were great. 
But as I said, the, the house was just really far. And, you know, there were those kind of parents that didn't really trust someone else being with the kids alone. So the parents were always around. So it was really hard for me to bond with the kids, which made my experience like I would say a bit miserable in the sense that I felt like I was out of place and I wanted to go back home. So I did only three months of that. And then what happened is I finished my high school year, I graduated, I went on for two years, and I traveled around the world working, as I said, I continued with my, you know, performing and like working with kids around hotels in the world, and being like part of an animation team. And I was like, I really want to do this experience again. Because this time around, I know what I need. I know what I need to ask. I know what I can give to a future family. But I also have boundaries this time around. Like, you know, I'm not going to work a certain amount of hours. Because, you know, pairing has all these kind of rules. Because in reality, you're not really working. It's As I said, it's like more of an exchange. So you do have like all these regulations for the au pair. And it's just not as simple as it sounds. So what happened is I met my partner. My partner is Dutch. And initially, I wanted to go to America. I've always had this like big dream to go to America. But then you know, going to America is is a bit tricky because you need a visa and you know, a lot of regulations there as well. So I was kind of like coming out of my depression. I I had before I started my au pair journey, I had a very tough year. I fell into depression and I developed a strong anxiety and it was just a really, really terrible time for me. And what I decided to do was uh, I decided to get treatment and get better uh, because I was actually supposed to go to London as an au pair, but my parents saw my mental state and they were like you cannot be around kids with this mental state that you're in and it's just you're just not well so my parents kind of forced me and i thank them to this day to to get treatment and after that i just met my partner she's dutch and i was like great i'm gonna go to the netherlands it's a country i've never visited it looks beautiful there's I'm, I originally matched with an Australian family that lived in the Netherlands and I clicked with them and this time around I did ask more specific questions to the family we'll get into later about like tips and tricks of what to ask and what to watch out for but essentially what happened I arrived and I stayed with them I believe three and a half months four and essentially what they had told me what they needed of me was not you know, was not true. They were making me work overtime. It was just a tricky situation. And, you know, I was just not getting treated correctly. And they basically, they just kicked me out. They were like, in two weeks, you have to find a new place. And and my luck was that my partner is Dutch. Obviously, she had a house and uh, I could stay with her for three weeks while I was matching with other families. Otherwise, I would have been literally on the streets. So, you know, thinking back at that situation, I'm like, wow, I I wonder, like, if this happens to people who don't have, like, kind of someone or something to fall back on, like, if they have to go back to their home country, or like, just, like, literally be on the streets. And then essentially, in these, like, three and a half weeks, I matched with a great family, a Dutch family, who needed someone, like, as soon as possible. And that matched my kind of situation. 
And so I went with them and I stayed with them until the end of my journey. I actually had to stop a month earlier because of some health issues. But other than that, everything went great. The kids absolutely loved them. The parents, they, they were great. That's how my au pair journey went. I'm so glad for it. Like, honestly, it's been, you know... I think I'll look back in 20 years and be that was like an amazing experience. It shaped me. It honestly, obviously, I now live in the Netherlands. This is my home now. So this year kind of helped me look around, like go visit cities, decide which city I liked best, which city I wanted to live in. It gave me a great possibility to find a job because we all know it's it's really hard to find a job in another country when you're not in that certain country. So being here, I could go to job interviews and it was really easy and, and also finding a house was way easier. So that was really great. And and I think this experience for that, it gave me also a, a kind of like sensibility and I kind of like I kind of acknowledge now, you know, what it is being with kids 24 seven. Obviously, I wasn't, you know, working 24 seven, but living in the house with the kids you take care of. I, I took care of a really small baby. I started with him when he was about nine months old. And now he's like a year, almost a year and a half. It was just great. And now I feel a bit more experienced and prepared for the future in case I, when when I have kids, you know, it just gave me a lot of life skills. I think a lot of, a lot of things that I'm aware now. And obviously it gave me the possibility to be close to my partner and spend this amazing first year together, kind of like getting to know each other better. And it was just a roller coaster, I might say. But, and as I look back, I remember a few weeks ago was my last day and, and I was clearing out my room where I had spent the, the last eight months and I was just like emptying out this room and I was, it was like bittersweet. I was like, wow, I can't believe like I've had this experience. I've had luxury to do this experience because not everyone gets to, not anyone can do this experience. You know, you need to be good with kids, have a certain experience and you know it was really nice and it was bittersweet I looked at this empty room and I was like wow I did it you know it's not easy being far away from home for a year and just you know being away from your family and for example this is gonna be my first Christmas away from my family obviously because I chose to stay here and not go back to my home country which is Italy And it's just a lot of hard things to go through, like a lot of festivities that you have to go through alone. It's not easy, especially if you're used to just being with your around family and friends for your whole life. So that's what happened. And as I was sitting in this room, I was like, wow, I was pondering like what this experience taught me, what I would do again, what I would not do again, what I would do better especially what I would tell other girls and guys and and they's and everyone who wants to do this experience like what I would what tips I would give this is what I wanted to kind of make an episode about and and enlighten you guys and tell you what I would do again what I would not and kind of just reflect on my whole experience as I mentioned before when you're in the interview process it's really important to kind of like make a list, which I did not do my first time, make a list of the things you want to ask, make a list of the things that you're willing to do, and also things that you're not willing to do, and make it absolutely clear to the family. Like, for example, working 
over hours. I believe au pairing, you are you can work legally. You can work only a maximum of 30 hours per week. A lot of families want you to work overtime. They will pay you, which is, for instance, what happened in my first case. They will pay you, but it's just not allowed. So, and you'll just burn out and like, it's not the experience you are, you're going into. You're not going there to work as a babysitter. You're going there for a cultural experience and to get to know the country and the people and the language and a lot of different things. So really ask like, hey, you know, how many hours am I going to do? I don't want to do overtime, you know, even if it's paid, like, kind of draw the line, set boundaries with the family. Because I learned that if you're too kind, in a sense, and too like, yeah, I'll do everything, everything's okay. Some families, not all, but some families will take advantage of that. And I just think as a young adult, you're like far away from home, you need to feel protected and safe. And that is not okay. So as I said, make this list and just kind of ask, you know, be yourself and just ask truthfully what what they expect from you. You know, ask what they include because some families include like a travel card and some families have like a budget of the like the food and just, you know, just see what's in it for you. And obviously like, you know, also choose a family that gives you more benefits because the pay, let me say, the pocket money is not going to be enough depends on the country but for example in the netherlands it's 340 euros per month of pocket money which let me tell you it's not enough but you know you don't have to pay for sleeping or groceries or anything so do kind of ask what what they include in it for you travel cards are amazing they save a lot of money and you can visit a lot of a lot of other cities language courses i believe every country has the family has to provide a language course for you Whether it's like if you're in the Netherlands, a Dutch course, or if you're going to America or England or whatever, and you're you're not a native English speaker, an English course. So really ask about that. Reflecting back, I would say, depending on what age you are, like, for example, I'm 23 and I would do this experience again, but I would make it shorter in the sense that for me, one year was a lot of time. It was especially because I had this going back and forth, changing families and that whole anxiety and that that whole process was like really daunting to me. And so I would say if you're like 21 and older and you're doing this experience, I would say do six months, not one year, because obviously as you get older, it's just you want to start your life. You want to have your own like house, start a job with hours where because you don't when you're an au pair you live in with the family obviously you're not going to be on the clock all day long but you are in the house so when you go for dinner and you have dinner alone you can't you can't just like you know go back to your room like you have to sort of like stay there and play a bit with the kids and show your appreciation i think it's just like you know a bit of courtesy and if you're in your house and you're tired and you just want to eat and go to bed you can So I would really say six months if you're older just makes more sense to me. At least that's that was my experience. Obviously, if you're younger and you want just a full year abroad and you're willing to, you know, be away from home and do this, I would say one year is perfect. For me, I did feel towards the end. Well, I did got sick towards the end, but I did feel that at the end of like this race and this experience, it was getting 
a bit heavy. So I can imagine if you're like with a family that you don't really click with that it could be not as a positive experience. But for me, it really was. So th this is just kind of like what I would do again. Like I would obviously uh, do this experience again. As I said, I would not do a year. I would do six months. And yeah, and I would probably when you're doing this interview process, obviously, you, it's really scary to think about the fact that you're going across the world, across Europe, wherever you're going to live with a family that you've never seen in your life. That's a really scary concept because you don't know them. You don't know what their culture is. You don't know like what they're used to because obviously you're in someone else's house. And it's really, especially the first few months, it's really hard to feel like you're at home in someone else's house. You will eventually if like, you know, the family is like also good at making you feel at home. You will. But initially, it's a really hard concept. So I would say just really go also with a family that you click with over over a video call. Because if already via video call, I mean, the family can be the most perfect family of all time. They can, you know, you can have all your checklists checked out and you can they can like on paper be the best ever. But if you don't click in real life, it's never going to work. And they're probably you're just probably not going to work it out. So I would say also go with the family you click, which was my mistake. The first time I went with a, a family that clicked on paper, but uh, I didn't really click with. I would say do that and it should be a wonderful experience. And I would, I just loved it a lot. I just say go for it and just make the most out of it. Learn the language, learn the culture. And if you fall in love with someone from that country, then props to you that 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 was kind of my experience but this was my wild wild journey i hoped you guys loved listening to me blab on about my experience and what it was for me and thank you for listening as always i remind you to drink lots of water and stay hydrated and go for a walk if it's not raining like where i am currently in the netherlands but I will see you in the next episode with a really, really special guest we'll have next episode, our first guest of the podcast. I wish you all a great evening, day, night, wherever in the world you are. And bye.